Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is LA. Welcome back. So, we're in a spiritual fitness series. And in our first podcast, we talked about diet and how that is super important to contribute to your spiritual fitness. What goes in your eyes goes in your ears, right? Because what goes in also tends to come out. So if you're putting garbage in, garbage comes out. Also, it ruins <laughs> ruins everything in between. Now... Let's talk about the second thing in spiritual fitness, and that's exercise. Exercise. What exercises are we talking about? So, no huge secret. If you've been listening to my podcast, then you know that spiritual exercises I always focus on over and over again because basics, basics, basics. It is the basics that make us stronger. It's the basics that you do when you're not even thinking about it because you get muscle and mind memory and boom, it clicks. So, what we're talking about is prayer, Bible study, and outreach, right? So, prayer, we've talked about a little bit before. Prayer puts you in contact with the living God. It is, as I've mentioned before in other podcasts, If you don't believe, it's one of the silliest uses of your time that a non-believer thinks you're doing. The only thing they see value in, maybe, would be if you're meditating. And in some ways, it's meditation, but it's meditating on God and listening to Him. Prayer, because it's looked down on so much, is one of the most important activities, spiritual exercises that we do. Now, I want you to look at, and I'm going I'm to look in exercise physi- you know, physiology for a second, okay? Exercise dynamics. So if, if you're into muscle building, you might understand this term I'm going to use. Prayer, Bible study, and outreach are what I consider a giant set. So like when you're working out with weights usually, you have sets and you have repetitions. Repetitions are how many times you do that one lift. And the set is how many series of that number you do. So so if you do this one lift seven times, but you do that series three times, then that's three sets of seven. All right. But anyway... A giant set is super difficult (laughs) because what you're doing is one exercise, one after the other. So you have a set of this exercise, set of this exercise, set of this exercise. And to be honest with you, that is really how life works with us when it has to do with prayer, Bible study, and outreach because those things in our everyday lives mingle together with each other. And it's almost like we're doing giant sets. 
where you're doing one, you know, one series, and then another series, and another series. Here's the thing. You have to focus, though, on all three exercises. Because that's where you get super awesome benefit. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, prayer is super important. Like I just started. Put you in contact with the living God. And it changes you. And it, and it is an activity that Satan absolutely doesn't want you doing at any point in time, for any length of time. Now, just for a thought, okay, this, this is a uh, kind of a, if you're going to set the bar, okay, say, well, what's my goal? I mean, you know, do I pray for a day? You know, how, how long am I supposed to be praying? Well, let's look at this one example. And this is kind of extreme because we're talking about Jesus here. Because, I mean, he's like the standard, right? But in Mark uh, 14, 37, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's really stressed out. A situation where um, this is right before he gets arrested to go crucifixion, all right? And he takes the three inner circle guys with him. That's usually Peter, James, and John. And in 1437, it says, Then he returned, he, Jesus, and found the three disciples asleep. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Weren't you able to stay awake for even an hour? And he said to them, Keep watch and pray that you'll not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, just before this, when he arrived in the garden, he told the disciples, Peter, James, and John, you wait here, keep watch, I'm going to pray. And he came back in an hour. Now, he prayed for an hour. A solid hour. Now, this sounds really wild. Well, I mean, if, if this is blowing your mind, then I'm thinking about it. So here's, here's the deal. At one time, I was at a church, served a church, that had a prayer vigil. And the prayer vigil uh, would have you sign up for certain times in the day and through the night so that we could have absolutely one unending prayer time. All right? And I was like at 10 o'clock at night. And it was for an hour. I didn't think I was going to get to... I mean, I didn't think I could do that. I know that's crazy. But I did not think I could pray for an hour. I'd pray for an hour. You would be amazed at the fact that once you really get into it, and you're dedicated to it, and you're starting to think about... And it's not just praying for yourself. But when you start to pray for other people, for, for, for concerns and nation and you know your country and people all over... Uh, I mean, it goes by quick. And Jewish people of that day and this day pray that long pretty easily. Many of them. So, just to kind of let you know, that's kind of a little, I don't know, if you want to look at it as a, as a goal, you can, but... I would, 
always go with quality over quantity. <laughs> but also, you need to understand that, look, you're staring at Jesus' quantity. That's just one episode, right? Uh, where we get an idea, a snapshot of how long. Now, let's go to the second exercise, and that's Bible study. Why don't we do Bible study? Why don't we do that? Here's one phrase that I learned a long time ago. And I don't like catchphrases sometimes, but I love this one. And the catchphrase is this. The word will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the word. Okay, that's worth repeating. The word will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the word. I've noticed when I get really, really wrapped up in stuff, some stuff I shouldn't be wrapped up into and worry and all this other stuff, and that for some reason I study less and less. And the less I study, the more things get out of control. The more I study, the more... So here, here, here's the process. The more I study, the more the Spirit of God within me has to work with. The more of the Word I get in me, the more the Spirit in me, God's Spirit in me, has to work with. You're thinking, this is God. He can do anything He wants. Yes, He can. But you know something He works with? He works with our willpower. <laughs> it's called faith. The technical term is volition. He works with that. So if you don't study the Word, you don't have a lot of ammo to use when all of the stuff starts unraveling around you and the chaos that life brings and lays in your lap. Now, there is extremes Okay, just to let you know, I still say there's there's extremes, and this is why I say there's this balancing act you have with these three exercises, right? It's a giant set. You're doing these three things every day in repetition over and over and over again. Now, your Bible study you know, can be memorization, right? Yeah. Your Bible study can uh, should be reading the Word every day. But it could also be studying the history or the background of a book, the language the book is written in, the culture of the people in the book, something that gives you more than you had before on that passage. It's focusing on that. Bible study is like mining. It's not like like gathering daisies, okay? It's not like gathering flowers in the wild, just plucking them. It's more like mining for gems. It sometimes is hard, but when you when you really put yourself into it and the effort into it, you find the biggest gems doing that. Gems that you say yes, and you can really, really use that gem in your life to help bolster and hold you up. And the, and the Spirit takes that gem and polishes it for you. 
and makes it powerful in your life. But you, you've got to put the time in. You've got to do that. Because if you don't, I mean, what, you know, how are you going to get it there? So now, outreach is, in my opinion, a, an effect. I want to say consequence, but that's really not the word I'm hunting for. But it's an effect of the other two. When you pray and you're in contact with God, when you study, you let God get in contact with you, when you have these things, then the next exercise is reaching out to other people, is outreach. And let me suggest this to you. One of the things Jesus mentions a lot Oddly enough, one of the top three topics Jesus talks about is money. (laughs) Now, there's ways to reach out to people with your time. Because time, you never get that back, right? So, I mean, that's currency too. But here's the thing. Your money, your resources, doesn't have to be just your resources. It could be your canned goods. It can be extra clothes you've got for needy people, for people that are freezing. You know, it can be a lot of different things. But your resources, but your money also. Reaching out to other people, donating to food banks, places that help people that are absolutely destitute, single moms and abused people, you know, super important stuff. Because in the Hebraic perspective, one of the worst things that could ever happen to you is for you to get greedy. Because if you get greedy, where's your, where, where are, where's your focus? Focus is on you. It's not on God. If you get greedy, focus is on you. And God will prosper you as far as he can. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, that means that God will bring you as far as he can without breaking you. Sometimes success is even harder to deal with than failure because people start looking at their stuff as their God, their their resources as their means of support instead of God. And that's why Jesus is saying the love of money, not money, the love of money is the roots of evil, of all kinds of evil, it says. And that's because it takes your mind, it takes your mind when the minute you start thinking about the stuff, as being your your uh, support and not God, it has become your God, and you're in trouble. So these three things, and it's a giant set, and you do it every day. Okay, prayer, Bible study, outreach, prayer, Bible study, and outreach. And these are just some thoughts. Okay. So with that, I want to encourage you to get stronger in your spiritual walk and to keep on keeping on.
Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.